there's such a strong connection between your nerve systems and our feelings that there's a saying, it's called motion creates emotion. You are listening to the Pretzel Podcast from Creative Mornings Munich. I'm your host, Marco Lindgren. We at Creative Mornings Munich organize monthly breakfast talks covering inspiring topics in the creative community and life in general. This podcast brings creative inspiration and the stories of our speakers closer to you in your ears. Our guest today talked about the theme stress in the Creative Mornings Munich virtual session in August 2020. To see the talk, visit our show notes, thepretzelpodcast.com. His passion is to transform human life. His personal mission is to help men to find the woman of their dreams. A loving partner on the side is possibly one of the greatest things one could ever achieve in life. As a coach, he is tough but fair. He loves the challenge and the unknown cause that makes him feel alive. He enjoys improving his skills and facing challenges every day. He is Charlie Imsel. I think stress has an important role in my life, but also it's a handicap because if you don't feel stressed in some situations, you're not able to, to to manage all your tasks or just to push through. So it's a helpful thing. For example, for today, I had like a lot of things to do. And so I was on a stress level, but I would say on a healthy stress level. It means I'm, I was not tired, I was not hungry. I just could, could uh, push through all the tasks I had to do. On the other hand, if the stress level overwhelms you or it's, uh, it's too high, it's it's not healthy anymore. There are different processes in your body, um, like high, higher pr- uh, blood pressure, different hormones, and you get gray hairs. So it's it's like with everything in life, I think if you manage the dose, it's okay. But if you can't control it anymore, you should work on it. Great. Uh, let's dig deeper into those those different kinds of stress. But before that, you talked about success in the beginning of your talk. You quoted your mentor, you said that hard work always pays off. Um, what do you think about it? It's sometimes like, especially in business or also in sports, it's you put all the work into it right now and you can see the results and that may get you sometimes crazy. And then you stop pushing and then all the results come in. And so every time it's hard for me, every time I need to push through, I'm not focused on the results. I'm focused on the process because I trust the process and I know out of a lot of experience that the hard work I put in right now always pays off later then. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can feel that I'm, uh, for myself also. It's very difficult to believe that when you're doing and it seems. So then you think that how long must I wait until it happens. So yeah. What do you think? Is it like, a, what is the timeline you could expect that the payoff starts to show? For me personal, 
every time I I focus on the results, like where's the result? Where's the result? Nothing is coming. Like for example, in business, like where is the when is the money coming? So I can't see the money. I hustle all day, all night, and once I I I, I stopped to worry about money, money came in. <laughs> oh, there's money. Oh, okay, I guess that should uh, was the hard work I put in um in the beginning. Yeah, so there's there's no like a time limit for that. It's uh... no, unfortunately not. You you also said that um, most people don't follow the dreams and goals of their own, but of somebody else's. So they are sort of living up to somebody else's expectations. Uh, what, what do you think? Where where does that? Why is that? Actually, I think it's it's a belief pattern. We like a mindset. We are we we grew up with because if i remember my childhood i grew up and my 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 father is self-employed he has a travel aid agency or he had a travel agency um, before corona and my mother she's employed like a whole life so it was always us kids waiting until my mom came home from work or she had to go to work 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 so it's just normal for us in our heads so we go to work because then we get money and then we can live and like that was my belief pattern. I went to school and in school we we are prepared or we get prepared for being employees. Then you can choose between you do an apprenticeship, so you learn to work in a company from somebody else, or you study to work later in a company of somebody else. And for me, I didn't know there are there are there's like this entrepreneur culture, like for everybody. For me, it was like there are companies. And they're from back in the days, and that's it. And I didn't, I didn't recognize there's like a path where you can choose your own way, where you can do your own your own thing in life. Until I was maybe twenty, I guess, or eighteen. So then I realized, oh, like through YouTube and all this social media stuff. Oh, there are people they're not much older than me, and they have their own um, companies and they do their own thing, and that was like this little seed what was planted in my head and this seed needed like about i don't know a couple of years until i started to do my own thing and then a couple of years more until you know you got the results from the seed and so that's like the process and i think it's like a process you need to realize that it's your own life and if you're satisfied in what you're doing it's fine but there are a lot of people, especially employees in my experience out there, who are not satisfied with their lives. And they think they have to go to work. And it's true in in, 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 in in this situation, but it's not true that you can't do something against it. And once you realize this, it's your response uh, um, you're responsible for doing those things. Like every time I I was talking to a person who's not satisfied in their lives, like, oh, I hate it, blah, 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 blah. I always ask one question. What are you doing against that? So if you're sitting at home in your free time watching Netflix and whatever, you're chatting on, on WhatsApp, you're listening to music in, in the subway, instead of listening to podcasts, reading books, and maybe doing a mentoring or, or a coaching, whatever, um, to get out of your situation where you're in, and then it's your own fault, and that's what I mean. It's sometimes it's it's sad to see people who I, I believe in every person. I think every person has this unique potential in it, in 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 itself. But we don't use it. We just 
live. We just exist, but not live. And life gets over quick. And then we are dying. And what's the impact you had in this life on your world, like on the environment, on other people? And I think it's our response to use our potential, God or whomever has given us. But then you have to take the initiative and do something about it rather than just complain. Yeah. And that can be stressful. And, and, and there, there we get to this different level of stress. So uh, you uh, introduced good stress and evil stress. Uh, um, so um, how, how, how do you recognize which one is which? For me, it was in 2016, I guess, when I discovered there are different kinds of stress. And I, I could find myself in it right away because... There's this one stress you have just, for me, it's like this feeling in my stomach, stomach when I'm like on, on fire on my purpose and I'm just drinking coffee, water and hustling and doing this and this and going there and there. And I just feel great about it. Like I just feel alive. Like boom, everything seems to click. On the other hand, mostly if I have like a too tight schedule or other people or persons um, made my schedule, like you have to do to be there for lunch and I have to be there for blah, blah, blah. And then I just feel overwhelmed. Like, and I feel right away, I get tired, I get hungry. I just want to get to sleep and I just want to get out of the situation. And so as I discovered this, I just got deeper in it. And there's like scientific medicine proven way, like this, this and oysters called this and oysters. And there are like different nerve systems in your body who get attached on it. And I guess like, Distress, like the negative one, the evil one, is once we feel that, it's not very healthy to keep pushing through it. And I think it's like a protection from our bodies where our body says, hey, now it's stop. Stop now, now it's kind of getting toxic. And on the other hand, if we feel good with it, it's just like different hormones in our, in our bodies who... Um, numb like like uh, if you're tired if you're hungry it's just getting numbed just that you can push through it because back in the days we also needed different skills because if you're just hunting and you're or you're in war or whatever you're doing in your back in the day life um you need to push push through it because otherwise you just would have died whatever and yeah i think that's like the difference and then th that's very important that you see or that you feel what kind of stress you feel in that moment in your life or in the situation just to to get used to it and to be able to manage it in the future yeah and I, i think you uh, in your talk that uh, your challenges you introduced they are very interesting and inspiring uh, i'm sure for for many people and that's actually sort of uh, connects to this uh, how to proactively turn this distress into a positive oysters and also actually those same challenges and uh, could also help you to uh, find your own way rather than following other people's expectations because they are both related to comfort zones right mm. and uh, so first challenge was this compliment challenge uh, give a stranger a compliment how how did you come up with that hmm so for me as a dating coach, of course, we have different exercises. And what I always try to teach people is, especially um, in terms of approaching women and talking to women, it's like this big thing. And like, oh my God, I can do it. What kind of line do I need if I talk to women? And for me, what I always teach our clients and, and, and the people who follow me 
is it's not something strange to talk to strangers and especially with compliments like everybody loves to get a compliment and this little thing like a little compliment has such a big impact on different things in in, in the life of other people for example if you if, let's say let, let's do like an, a real extreme example there's one person and like a woman and she has like two kids and whatever and it's super stressful and maybe she is had a thought like um i i can't keep doing that anymore so I'm, I'm overwhelmed with everything i have to do here so i can't keep pushing like this and maybe she's depressive or whatever and maybe she has the thought like nobody cares about me and then you just see her and she has like a nice style whatever and you just make a compliment like hey sorry I know it's weird, but I love your style. Where did you get that? And then she says, like, thank you, whatever. And then she goes through her day, but she starts to act differently because then she's, like, in a better mood. So she makes maybe a compliment to her colleague and whatever, and she treats her kids better. She treats her husband better, whatever. And that little thing, like, that 30 seconds has such a big impact on so much things you can control. And for me, that's like a beautiful thing. But if you sit in a subway and you make a stranger compliment, most people will think, okay, that's kind of weird because we we are conditioned to not talk to strangers. And for me, that's not a very helpful habit we have in our lives. Yeah, I know that that's, that's surprisingly powerful because I have myself gotten maybe once a compliment from a total stranger and I still remember it and I still can revisit that moment and that feeling and that and, and still brings me happiness. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing, really. Okay, and then the second challenge was uh, a little bit more um, more um, demanding. It's because a dating challenge. So ask, ask a person for a date. And uh, uh, sure, it's... Uh, it's um, uh, you are... Your cust- uh, customers are, are mainly men, but what about if, if, if there's... a like a person who is more into the same uh, same sex uh, dating is that a different challenge what do you think interesting question so first i would like to say the challenge has like it's not the best way to ask strangers directly out for a date because usually it's if somebody goes to you and asks you okay uh, would you like to buy whatever so you say uh, no thank you but if you if the person recognizes different patterns in you, like hey, I saw you, blah 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 blah. My name is blah 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 blah, and you build a connection, then it's more likely that you buy something from the person. And if you just ask for a date, you want something from this person, the person doesn't know you, so it's likely that the person won't give you something back. So this exercise has one purpose: to desensibilize yourself against that. Because if you ask like let's say in or in, in the dating context like let's say 20 women out for a date and two of them they said yes so you know okay i already asked women directly out for a date so doing a normal small talk and then ask for a date it's not that big deal anymore well, that's the the purpose of this exercise and to your question it depends on like in that context that this exercise doesn't needs to be that effective let's say okay ask like 
I could also ask like 10 men out for a date and like it's quite a fun or quite a challenge. So if the effect, like the desensibilization of yourself is the same, so ask whomever out for a date, like it depends what makes you, what would make it like harder for you. So it's like the purpose is like uh, prepare for the real real deal than than later. Exactly. So the, uh, the 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 journey is more important than the uh, the, the target. Or the, Always. <laughs> yeah. And then I think the most the funniest one was this subway singing challenge that uh, you go to a uh, subway or U-Bahn and sing in it uh, <laughs> and and then just go away. That yeah. Must be a kind of a, a, a rush. That's super hard. So for me, it was super hard. I remember we we developed this exercise, especially for our customers, just to desensitize themselves so and and trick them into approaching women. So our customers we usually work like over a year with, um, get like for a year like weekly plans with exercises from holding eye contact to singing in the subway to approaching women. So it's like just build to desensibilize yourself and as we tried all those exercises and developed this plan we went to uh, Krakow in Poland and did everything like there uh, there. so that was a hard challenge because in my head I was like it's not that hard but once you're standing in a subway and it's just quiet <laughs> and your cameraman is like pushing you like do something do something you're like <clears throat> so I need I need three trials. <laughs> and the third one, I was tired of myself. And I just started to sing, and not my best singing performance. But after that, after, when I came out of the of the train, I just felt like Superman. So I, I didn't care for nothing. Like I remember, I, I I approached like about five women around the bus stop because I was on fire, and I told them what I just did and I had the video and everything. So that was a great feeling, and also my heart. Like now, if I would stand in the subway again, it would would be the same challenge again. But in my head, it's like, man, you just sang in the subway, so chill. Everything, like every other thing, is like easy to you. And then uh, you also talked about uh, how um, your physical being, body language, breathing, posture affects has an impact on, on, on the stress level you have. It's interesting because our nerve system is so strong. There's such a strong connection between our nerve systems and our feelings that there's a saying, it's called motion creates emotion. So it means if you just put your shoulders like down and you look, look on the floor and you speak like slowly and just sit there, and then you think about something and what's depressing to you, you start to feel depressed. On the other hand, just put your shoulders back, breathe in deeply, maybe raise your hands like Superman, and you raise your voice and you take like a deeper voice, it's hard to feel depressed. It's more like you feel you can do it. And that's like little things you can adjust in every situation. Sometimes if I'm stressed, like I put my shoulders up to my ears. So in winter, it's hard because then I feel in my shoulders. And if I notice it, I just put my shoulders back down, take a deep breath, then I start again. And that's little things like what professionals always did. Like if you watch professional speakers, they always do things like that because they know that our nervous system is connected to our emotions. And 
if you don't if you don't feel good, you can say to yourself, um, "I feel good, I feel good, I feel good," but that doesn't convince uh, um, convince yourself. But just go on a trampoline and jump a little bit around, do some push-ups, whatever, smile, fool around, play ball with your kids, whatever. Then you start to feel different and you can't change that because you can't, you can't deny that it is like this because our body is our body and emotion creates emotion. Then let's go to your background and, and your story. So you are a dating coach now. So yep. how, how did you, what path did you take to become a dating coach? I remember one day I woke up and it was the message clear in the sky, <laughs> become a dating coach. No, of course not. Mm. So actually I, 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 I learned, I, I did an apprenticeship in, as a bank, a bank clerk in Hyperfinance Bank. It was bag and lace so i started my employee career career then i did some studying and yada 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 and like as a side effect as i mentioned before i had the seed in my head so you can do your own thing and i remember it was a february a couple of years ago like 2014 i guess i woke up really one day and i was, I was super stressed i had like a girlfriend studying um a job i wanted to do my side business i went to the gym and everything was so much for me that i decided like one morning i can't keep going like this so i have to cut out something what is the least important important for me and it was the work for me back in the day so i know and you okay okay i have to live from from savings now and i did this decision so i went to my boss and said so that's the last day i come today um I don't care what you say because I had like this, uh, this, this limits where you have to um, uh, sign off the of the contract and whatever. I, I told him, no, I won't come anymore. I don't care about the consequences because I couldn't do it anymore because I accumulate all this pain in this job and uh, against like um, the employership and everything. And I started to do my own thing and I developed a, a program for 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 nutrition and health. And so it took like month and i was finished and i just put it on the market and then realized okay maybe it's better approach to watch the market first to look what the market wants and then develop a pro program then vice versa so that was my first <laughs> entrepreneurial project after that i came into um amazon fba means fulfillment by amazon that you order cheap products in china and sell here more expensive price it was for me a microfabric towels also interesting then it was okay but was not really that successful so then i went into um cryptocurrencies and investing and trading and stuff that went really well on the one side but the other side it's uh you have every every time you have a huge upside you have a huge downside as well but i made some money and then i went for traveling so in 2012 16 or 17 i decided to go to colombia with a one-way ticket and a little backpack and so i went there like alone i had a friend there who was living there the first month i spent with him and i just traveled around and i learned a lot about myself because even if you have a lot of people and party and hostels and whatever there are a lot of times there are a lot of space to to think just like if you want to take a bus in some places you have 
to wait the whole day. It's not like here. And just sitting there and you think about yourself, what you want and what it is you want in life. And then I come back after half a year later and I was just sitting there doing also some, some cryptocurrency trading, but it didn't fulfill me that much. So I was just thinking, what could I do? Because I always love to, to teach people, to coach people, to help people, to talk, to develop with, with people and not just doing currency trading and that's it. And on Christmas, I like around Christmas time, 2017, I guess, or 2018, I was listening to a podcast, like a podcast from a famous YouTube um, fitness YouTuber, Patrick Reiser and or Misha Janitz, I'm not sure anymore. And then I listened to a podcast from Manuel Gonzalez, who is my mentor now. And he like just talked about doing your own thing, helping people and earning money with it. And that was like very attractive, very appealing for me. So on the next day, I, I guess I just called them and I arranged a um an appointment. And so I started to do like an apprenticeship as a coach. I just learned the whole coaching business, like marketing, how you present yourself, how to coach. And from there, I just looked, what can I do? Like where I'm, am I good at and what the market wants or how you can solve a problem in the market. And for me, back in the days was I'm really good in, in communication and everything around that. So I came into um, coaching for relationships so i started to coach women in relationships and that was my starting back in the days and i still remember this day when i uh, won my first customer and she wired me like money not much like 200 euros something like this for coaching her i just looked at this 200 euros and realized that people want me people want to pay me money that i help them so that was like a real, real big realization, realization for me. And so from there, I just went through the process and coached um, women relationships. And then what I realized was that all the time when the relationship didn't work that well, it was because there was the wrong man with the wrong women together. And that was a funny thing because. I know if you know, like in Facebook, there are some crazy people sometimes. And one of those crazy people, she um, texted me and she she claimed to be an, an angel, like a Facebook angel, whatever. And if she should read in my Akasha, it's a book of life. And I said, yeah, why not? You know, just read in the Akasha for me. And she, she didn't know me, but she told me, Charlie, at the moment, you try to hold something together which shouldn't be together. Your purpose in life is to bring people together who match, who should be together. And that was interesting for me because I was like, okay, doesn't matter. And then I realized, okay, there, there are men out there, like men like who deserve a woman on their side. And there, on the other hand, there are women outside who deserve a great man on their side. But if the bridge... If there, if there isn't a bridge where these two people come together, it doesn't matter. And in this world, in the society, it is like it is. Mostly men approach women. And I was like this click in my head. Damn, 
besides that i did like a lot of things by myself and in, 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 in the dating so i was like also my path and then i realized okay maybe i can take my personal path through approaching women through learning about this dating stuff and start to help people there so i went out there and i went different facebook groups and asked people what they want and what's the biggest biggest challenges and then i started to go out like in the beginning for free and help men to approach women and then men started to push me literally they pushed me gave me money like here's money take this money help me thank you and then i realized okay i can help men to find their dream the women of their dreams and earn money with it so that's a huge thing and that's how i came into the career of a dating coach so it's sort of the the career came to you and it was pushed to you it's just like accepted it yeah exactly uh what would you say is, is that at this at, at this time of, of corona and the social distancing is the biggest uh, challenge in in your uh job as a dating coach Not at all. Like in the beginning of Corona, of course, we had some customers who couldn't pay anymore because of their jobs, like the the, the, the whole situation. But after one or two months, men realized they, they, they can't distract themselves anymore. So they can't distract themselves anymore from all these uh, things. They can't go out alone, meet their friends. So they were forced to sit, uh, sit alone at home and think about their lives. So we got a real boom in this corona crisis. So people came to us like, hey, I just saw you half a year ago on Facebook. Um, I'm so long. Next time, next time the corona virus kicks in, I don't want to be uh, alone at home anymore. So for us, it's not a big challenge at all. So it was like more, of course, we didn't any prax uh, um, practical weekends during corona intense phase. But like after it, we just went out again just just keep like the regulations in and then then wash your hands and whatever and it's fine because dating is omnipresent it's not like there's corona and nobody has needs anymore like everybody wants to go to meet people like also women and men men as well so it wasn't a big challenge for us at all so if uh, somebody now wants to uh, get in contact with you or know more about uh, what you do how how can uh, they uh, get in touch with you depends on uh, german or english speaking for every english speaking person you can look at on, on uh, watch your youtube channel because i have some videos in english um you can text me like on facebook you just go on, on facebook and 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 text me there um i can give you some links afterwards or like we have a link tree and for every german speaking person every Tuesday, we have a, a free online seminar. Like it's over two hours where I talk and talk and talk and um, get real deep into this whole dating thing and the whole social dynamics around it. It's every Tuesday, and that you can also find on my website. You can register yourself there and then get a link for the for the seminar, and then you can join us there and get real deep in with us. All right, and then it's time for our final question. What does creativity mean to you? I would say creativity means for me to get creative with your life. You don't do the things which are told to you, like do that and that and that, and then you die. 
just get creative what you want to do in life just make you just sit down write down what you want in life for yourself what is what's your big bigger goals in life and then get creative in achieving them because life is, isn't that straight it's not like oh i want to be a coach and i want to help um, children in africa oh and, and everything comes to you you need to be creative to find a way around this to do your own lifestyle model to, to to get happy with that and i think that's the definition of uh, creative for me our thanks to charlie and everyone at the creative mornings munich team this episode was produced and edited by me mark Lindgren at huima production our music was made by sasha ende the additional sound was made by winnie the moog You have been listening to The Pretzel, the Creative Mornings Munich podcast. Send us feedback by email to feedback at thepretzelpodcast.com. To find the show notes for this episode or to get new episodes right to your phone and your ears, visit thepretzelpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>